Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And we have yet another amazing guest this morning. I'm excited to talk to Ashley and hear what she has to say. Stay at home, mom. Okay. Homeschooling a couple of kids out in California. Talk to us this morning about getting real with your audience and what it takes to build a business that works for you. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. You're so welcome. Thanks for being willing to come on. Of course. And give back a little bit, um, some of your secret secrets to success. <laughs> uh, what led you to Legendary? What were you looking for? Well, our family just kind of experienced a lot of ups and downs financially over the last few years since the pandemic with layoffs and me being home with the kids. I'm quitting my job so that I could be home with the kids and then, you know, life's just spinning upside down. So I spent kind of a year trying to figure out how I was going to make an income from home because I homeschool my kids and that was kind of a really big deal. Um, and I didn't want that to change. So I ended up looking online and one day I remember my mom sent me this video of one of Becca Duncan's video and I was like, what is she doing? Your <laughs> like, mom. I yeah. say we had a mom sending some uh her a daughter a video last week, oh, yeah. I think on Friday. Go yay moms. <laughs> yeah. Yay entrepreneurial moms. Seriously. Supportive moms, right? I know, I know. She's like my best friend. So we were we're always trying to find different ways. So she knew where we were at and she just sent it to me. And then when I realized it was a course on affiliate marketing. I had already heard of affiliate marketing because I have a best friend who's in marketing. And years ago, I had a blog and she was like, you should look into this. Like, if you're not making money on your blog, you're doing something wrong. So Why I are you doing heard, it, right? Yeah, right. So I had heard of it before. But then I thought when I saw the course, I thought, OK, wait a second. This could help me rebuild that blog back up. This could help me figure out actually how to monetize and make real money doing this. And when I saw the amount of money that she was making at the time, I think she was still in like four months into her journey, but she was already, you know, excelling. And I remember thinking, okay, if this can teach me how to do that, not necessarily with those same goals, but for my own business, then I need to look into this. And for me, it was like seven bucks, <laughs> whatever. I need to find a way to make an income. So yeah. we're going to go for this. So you and millions of other people during the pandemic, right, who were suddenly out of work, suddenly going through a real life catastrophe slash emergency. Yes. And I have been hearing this phrase for many years mm. inside of the, you know, entrepreneur or business world kind of, which is you're only one medical emergency away from complete financial destruction. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it wasn't even particularly our medical emergency. It was more the world's medical emergency. Right. Right. And, and we were all victims in, yeah. in a sense, more, some more than others, of course, yeah. um, people who have, um, you know, less resources and people who were, frontline workers and all of these people we certainly right. want to give them a major shout out especially all of the 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 nurses because we have a lot in this community yeah we've sure. had to sort of work through that but the rest of us who were just kind of not in the medical field yeah we're going you know um gee whiz now okay. what and and um and so it brought a lot of people to the internet 
You know, it brought a lot of people to the internet. Now, it brought a lot of those nurses to us after the pandemic cooled down. And again, we want to thank them for all their their effort to keep us healthy and safe through the pandemic. But what was that like for you to be as a person who homeschools your kids, is very independent, is obviously very used to doing for yourself mm -hmm. and being able to probably provide for yourself? What was that like for you to be now locked inside? Let's go back to that time yeah. that hit. And what was that like for you to be kind of back against the wall and you really had to make something happen? Because now that's not so much the case for a lot of us. Right. And it's easy to slip back into complacency. But go, to, go back to that time and tell us what that was like to be in the middle of the pandemic and have, you know, need money. Yeah, therapy therapy is what we're like, <laughs> like no joke. I, I ended up seeking out, I was kind of doing a little bit of therapy pre-pandemic and stopped because I was feeling really great. And then when you're thrusted into, I, I had quit my job four weeks before we locked down with the intention of starting a business. And then we went into lockdown and my kids were at like a, like a home daycare kind of situation, local, a local place. Um, and they were home full-time. So I went into stay at home, full-time, stay at home, mom life, that wasn't the original intention. So, and for me, I think knowing that I, I could have a job that could make me plenty of money. Like there was just so much psychological and emotional stuff that went with that. So mm. when we, when the pandemic started, it was just, I felt a little bit forced. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did like we, you feel stuck. And I think that feeling starts to feel a bit overwhelming um, and then about midway through is when my husband got laid off and he was laid off for a year, you know? And so during that time we went in forbearance on our home because we we're like, we're not gonna be able to make these payments, mortgage payments, even with unemployment, like that's not going to help pay for the bills. You know, it's not going to cover anything that we really needed to cover. So we had to make some hard decisions. Um, so it was a really rough, it was a really rough go. I mean, really roller coaster. Like there were some times where like, this is really nice. My husband's actually home. I'm actually home. Like we're spending time as a family like that. We're eating meals together as a family. Yeah. So there were some positives to it, things that we realized that we actually liked. And at the same time, you feel trapped. So it's just this weird duality. Yeah, yeah. And um, thankfully, you started to develop some of those skills during that lockdown. When did you end up finding us? And uh, what was the timeline a little bit? Because you... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm caught up to the lockdown now, but I forget when exactly you found us and took the challenge. I found you guys in February. So it was a just year of this, this year, this year. Yeah. Wow. It was a whole year of just like, do I need to go back to work? How are we, can we do this? My husband finally got a full-time job, but we still weren't yeah. getting health benefits yet. So it was just this, like this dance of like, is it going to work out? And then in January we realized we need to make more money. So yeah. just hit that point where it was obvious that I needed to do something because he already works so hard. He works so hard yeah. and he was trying to take on extra like freelance stuff on the side. It just wasn't working. So okay. I knew in order for him to be able to be home and, and for me to maintain the lifestyle and the life of homeschooling my kids, I needed to find a way to do something from home Yeah, that I could, I'm homeschooling. Like I don't yeah. send my kids off to school all day, you right, know, right, so right. I had to find something that was going to be really flexible um, and that I could literally do if I only had a 10 minute window, you know? So, so you had heard about affiliate marketing and, and, and some digital marketing business models and so mm -hmm. forth before, 
But what was it like for you to go through the challenge and see the pieces being put together and start to understand them, yeah. how money was made, how affiliate links actually worked, how you could build an email list? Was that quite an aha moment for only seven dollars for you? Was that was that yeah. <laughs> a seven was that was that knowledge you wish you had three, four, five years ago? Talk to us you about have no idea. <laughs> how the pieces got put together for you there and what was what that was like. Yeah. So I honestly feel like even day one, like the introduction to it, I was I just remember being like, what? Like what? Like I don't think I've ever marketing's never really been my thing. I've worked on design teams. I've worked with marketing teams before, but I've like, I've never thought I would have any interest in how it really works, you know? Um, but it was mind blowing to me, honestly, to see how it all connects and how there's a real strategy in order to get to this endpoint that you so badly want to get to, but there's a process to this. And I, I'm a, I love processes. So for me, that just felt like it was an exciting thing because it felt like actual things that I could do. And mm. at the same time, it I just remember, I think it was day about day three, I was like, my mind felt like I had so many ideas. Like for the, it had been so long since I felt that creative rush of ideas. Yeah. And I remember thinking about all my friends and family around me that I knew were struggling financially who have their own set of skills in different things and being like, wait, this could be applied to so many different things. Yeah. So many different things. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly what it was like for me as well. The light bulbs were going off. I was beginning to, you know, I was beginning to see the way in which things were sold um, and, and being sold online and money was actually being made. Like, like nowadays you hear about, you know, Oh, he, he or she's a YouTuber. Mm. What does that mean? Why, like teachers, prop, like you're yeah. a teacher, you're a homeschool uh -huh. teacher of your children. I would assume probably teachers in, in schools with classrooms, you know, they see 20, 40, 60 kids a day or whatever. And I know that's being talked about a lot in those schools, but those teachers, I would assume a lot of them probably go, <laughs> It's so silly. They all just want to be YouTubers nowadays. And, and, yeah. and I've heard people make fun of kids like <laughs> teachers, like say, yeah, they, they don't, they just want to be YouTubers now. And, and of course, parents too, because they don't understand yeah. how money is being made and, and they're a little bit dismissive of it. Absolutely. But a, I mean, I'm not saying children know all the details of building funnels and all that. They do. They like the idea of being famous and the right. money will make sense later. But for you, as you now understand what a YouTuber really is, mm -hmm. right? It, it, it doesn't mean just one thing. A YouTuber can be, you know, somebody posting videos about helping their child sleep through the night and maybe they're promoting affiliates link your know, products. Hey, get this course or right. get my free ebook down in the link in the description below, which takes them that visitor or that viewer on to be introduced to some course or maybe some right. product that, that that person's an affiliate for maybe that they're selling on Amazon. So you begin to see what these terms, these more mainstream terms, how people are actually using them to make money. And I always use the example of the, well, here they are. Stole my wife's um, Dolce and Gabbana. 
glasses this morning because I've broken or left all mine somewhere. <laughs> but when you put on the marketing shades, mm. it's almost like you begin to see the world with a whole new set of eyes because okay. now you have this information and are you feeling more empowered now as a result? It's been about four months since you first went through the challenge. Yeah. How are you feeling in terms of your confidence in your ability to provide? I, I mean, I feel like it's a whole different type of confidence than being able to have a nine to five job. It's almost like a the creative aspect of what I've learned feels like it can be applied to so many different things. So like, even if I were to step away from the way that I'm doing it currently and try to do it a different way or try to start a business or whatever that is, I think there's just foundational skills that you literally can take in so mm -hmm. many different directions. So there's a sense of like peace that comes with just having that knowledge, mm -hmm. you know? So what's it been like for you to step out of your comfort zone? And then I want to talk about a little bit about your scheduling and how you make time to do it all. But what's it been like for you to, you know, go from, uh, surely you have friends or people that you talk to on the phone, or maybe you did some FaceTiming, but posting videos on the internet and putting yourself out there, I'm sure is a whole different level. So sure. how did you build up either the courage or confidence to be able to do that? And what was it like during those first few videos that you posted? <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't have a t like any issues speaking in, in, in a group setting, but being on a camera, there's something very different about that. And I'm always the one behind the camera with my kids, with my husband. Like I have copious amounts of beautiful photos <laughs> of everybody else, but I've never really felt comfortable being in photos, you know, it's just not something that I enjoyed. Um, so I feel like there is, I think for almost everybody, there is this place of just making a decision. Like I am going to do this. I'm going to look a fool, but there's zero people who are going to see me right now. <laughs> maybe two, maybe I'll get 200 people who see this video. And then you just kind of figure it out. And literally the more you do it, it gets easier quickly the more that you're if you're posting two to three times a day you quickly start to feel more comfortable in front of the camera um, and i remember those first week that first week or two and i look back at these videos and i'm like oh my gosh like what i know now um i it was you know kind of cringeworthy but sure. it was okay i i think i had seen enough even some of these wake up legendaries to know that that was a really normal experience for people yeah. But a lot of people felt that way when they first started, even some of the ones that I think a lot of people would look up to, you know, who are really successful with this, um, have had that same exact experience, felt the exact, yeah. exact, same exact way when they started. So yeah. I think when you have that understanding, you go into it knowing, okay, literally almost everybody who does this feels this way when they start, then it feels a little less scary, you yeah. know? And that's been one of my main missions on the show is to normalize those feelings of being new, right? Right, right. Because it's like, you know, the, the, the reason why most podcasts are, 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 are not really the right material for most people to be listening to who are trying to start a business is because you're sitting there listening to somebody who's in year 10 or 15 or who's a multi, multi-millionaire. Yeah. And it's, I'm telling you right now, I've been in this game. I am that person. And it's a different experience today than it was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's when you're sitting here listening and a lot of people drive themselves crazy 
trying to just endlessly consume guru podcast and read all these business books and all this stuff. And honestly, that stuff is a detriment to you at the beginning because it makes you overthink stuff and compare yourself to people who sure. have been doing it literally for likely a decade more than you have at least. Right. And you are going to, they are going to be talking clear, smoother. They're going to know what they're talking about. They're going to sound like they know what they're talking about because they do know what they're talking about. And here you are on day one comparing yourself to their day 10,000. Yeah. You don't get ideas. Trust me, nobody, no new person walks away from a business podcast listening to any of these gurus, man. Even if it was me talking to one of my guru friends, mm -hmm. it, you're going to be interested. It's going to be interesting, but you're going to leave the podcast nine times out of 10 feeling overwhelmed and like I could never be like them. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And so when we're new, we got to be real careful about what we consume. We got to actually stop a lot of the consuming or mm -hmm. if not all of it and start really like guarding our ears and our eyes. Sure. Because a lot of the stuff that we think, oh, this is what this is what I need to be doing now. I need to be I'm, I'm going to totally immerse myself in in business stuff and be listening to podcasts all the time and be listening to different gurus. The number one thing that you will experience when you're new, folks, I'm talking to everybody here, 447 of you that are listening live and the thousands that will hear this after the number one killer of your success is your comparisonitis and your thinking that you are not good enough. That's the number one. And, and, and that turns into distractions and it, because now all of a sudden, well, I need something else to make me better. I need to buy this thing. I need to enroll in this thing. I need to have this business. I need to have all this other shit. And it is all because you did not clear your plate. Instead, you put more shit on your plate and more voices and more people. And, and it, it's, it's, it's a way in which we self-sabotage, right? And so that's why it's so important, so important to, you know, use every moment with in a way that is, is either listening to a singular message or is inside of an income producing activity, like you're using that time to produce, to create, mm -hmm. to implement what you've already learned, because you don't actually know something until you've done it, right? So a lot of times we'll go through a course, for example, the challenge, but then that'll get us interested in affiliate marketing. Now, all of a sudden we're taking five other courses and listening to 10 other gurus and listening to podcasts and all this stuff. And the most powerful thing you can do which is exactly what we do right here on Wake Up Legendary for free, by the way. This is a major contribution to this community, and it's able to happen because of people like you willing to come back and talk about, answer these very basic but powerful questions like, what was it like to record your first videos? Because the, that's where 99% of you are at right now. So you don't need to worry about what it's like to post your 10,000th video. You just need to focus on what it's like to get through the phase that you're in right now. Mm -hmm. And once you get through that first phase, then you're going to be ready to fly the nest. But the reason why people don't fly the nest is because they don't 
stay and get through that first phase. Instead, they come through the door and immediately get whisked off by imagine that you're coming into a party and the moment you walk in the door, there's all these, have you ever landed in a, in a different country, Ashley? Yes. Have you ever, okay. Do you know how at the airport, like if you go, fly into like, you know, any of the islands, if you fly into a lot of the places in South America, right. You're going to be greeted with like 50 taxi cab drivers. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're all going to be right there ready saying, Hey, 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 hello. Hello. Right. And mm -hmm if you didn't know what you're doing, then you just get in anybody's car right? and just start driving. And, and, and that's their number one goal is to get you in the car. Cause then you, you know, you're not going to be rude and get out. So that's that. So, Hey, 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 come with me, come with me. They'll do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that's, that's their marketing strategy. But when you land, it's really important to know where the hell you're going and know who's picking you up and have a plan for your transportation before you just randomly land in a country, right? Yeah. And, and, and although we don't really know that coming into this, it's really important because even inside of our Facebook group, it's a public group. Anybody can get into it. There's different people. There's people who are trying to sell you this and convince you of that and all this different crap, right? And a lot of times we just put more stuff on our plate because we think we need it. And then it just creates more comparisonitis and more distraction. And so long rant, but hopefully the point was taken. And I ask you this, how do you find time? First of all, what does your day look like? It's got to be limited because you're homeschooling children. Mm -hmm. So talk us through how you keep from chasing shiny objects and how do you limit the distractions and what does a typical day look like for you? Where are your pockets of time? Honestly, every day is different for me because I'm home with my kids. So I'm like, I'm somebody who likes structure so I would love it if it was like, okay, I know I'm going to have this block of time every day. And I set that time, but it just, my kids don't function that way. They, they, every day they want something different. Every day we're doing something different. So I don't really have the time. I kind of have to make the time. So if that means like my kids are playing happily out in the backyard and they're getting along really well, that's my time to run inside and make a piece of content. And it sounds like, I mean, that's literally how I my know what you're talking about. How old are your kids? Uh, seven and almost five. Oh my God. It, yeah. I know what you're talking about with the getting along. I've got a two and a half year old boy and a seven year old girl. Uh -huh. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> it's like, it's literally like, like, um, X games with a little bit uh -huh. of M UFC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yes, I do very much. Well, like whenever they're together. Mm -hmm. Now you get them apart. Like I had my son all weekend because my wife was on a cruise with my daughter this weekend with her dance team. Uh -huh. He's a totally different child. That is absolutely true. He's by himself. He's quiet. Mm -hmm. You get yeah. them together. I'm telling you, it's X Games and UFC, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my kids are like the best of friends. And also they can duke it out pretty. I mean, they're with each other all the time. You know, when you're with yeah. someone, I think... Yeah. It develops really tight, a tight bond, which is great, but they also, and they're closer in age too. So I think there's just this, there's a competitive thing that comes with that as well. So, yeah. and they're both not, they're both like do flips off the sofa. Like they're, of they're kind of got a lot of energy. So yeah. yeah. Well, 
let so look, I've worked like you work for years, okay? So I understand and relate to this. I mean, I now work inside of a house that's mm -hmm. right around the corner from the house that I live in, yeah. and that's been an evolution. It's nice to have a workhouse, right? Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like you know, an office, but when you have kids at home, that doesn't it's not those boundaries really aren't always respected. So right. what are you gonna do? You're going to like be a tyrant in your house with your two-year-old. They don't understand, mm -hmm. right? So it's hard, right? So I understand the battle that, you know, moms and dads are facing because I face it as well when I am home and I've got something to do. 90% yeah. of the work that I do nowadays can, and, and that you do as well, can be done on your cell phone. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, now if my kids see me on my phone, they know I'm working or that's their first assumption mm -hmm. is that I'm working. Right. My seven year old is like, if she sees me on my phone, she's like, are you done working? Right. So that's kind of cool. She knows that I'm working, yeah. but I do find those pockets the same way that you're talking about. If the kids are playing or like, and I'm just there because my son likes to be watched a lot as mm -hmm. much as he likes you know, just my, me to be present with him, but I could sneak an audio or record a quick video, or, I mean, it depends on what niche you're in. And if you're using your own face, it might also be a great time to record a video, yeah. right? I, I mean, yeah. while you're doing whatever you're doing there. Mm -hmm. So what, what I hear you're finding is how to integrate yes. your business into your life instead of trying to integrate your life into or around your job right for sure and i honestly feel like this type of work doing stuff online from your phone gives you that ability so that you're not having that like i mean i've done the full-time job thing i've done the commuting hours a day like i know what that's like i know what to, i know what that's like having kids both of my kids too so i understand what it's Crazy. like to feel like you're trying to care for your children but they're like the side and I also now know what it's like to make them the, the main event. And then everything else is just on the side. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm getting, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the Holy spirit. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling, a, I'm feeling a grand, grand <laughs> inside right now. No, I was feeling what I was feeling was, um, I was feeling like, sad man for like all the parents and also the kids who spend so much time away from each other both the the eight to whatever hour shift per day mm -hmm. eight plus hour shift plus the commute i mean it's like i'm so grateful that my kids have my personally my my i have an older one who did but i've always been an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. Not as free of an entrepreneur as I am now, but I tell you, it's a, it's a great gift that we can give ourselves, our children, not particularly of the money that we can make, which that will be, that will be beneficial clearly, mm -hmm. but the time, absolutely the time that mm -hmm. we can give ourselves and our kids by developing these skills and learning how to be with them more mm -hmm. because you, and this is a big, this is a big, like, like when this hits, it's like, oof, that's heavy. It's like when you realize that you being away, if you want to be with your kids, for example, yeah. or if you want to work from home, 
is only a matter of you just not knowing how to do that. It's not, but most people believe that it's too good to be, or a lot of people believe that it's too good to be true, or it could never happen to them, or they're just like, I'm a nine to fiver or whatever. But the truth is, is that it's not, you know, for most of us, and and I, I will say, look, there's a lot of people in this world who don't have the same opportunity. But for most of us, it's a matter of just not knowing how. Mm-hmm. to be able to stay at home, how to make money from home. Yeah. And that's, so that makes it like, oh shit, it's my responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed a shift in your mindset in what you view that you are powerful over and what you are powerless over, right? It, it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a shift, I think, that that I had and I think a lot of people have it. How would you describe your mindset or mental shift from the employee mindset to the entrepreneur mindset? Well, I wasn't able to make that shift until I got past the idea that my value and worth was dependent upon my job. So for years, unintentionally, my parents are great parents. I was very fortunate to have the upbringing that I had. But I also was instilled with this. My dad was very clear. You need to have a degree. You need to be able to support yourself because you don't know what life is going to throw at you. So I always had this. I needed to make as much money, if not more than my husband. This is how it was for me for a very long time. And I was very, I worked really hard. I made really good money. But once I was able to understand that my, who I was as a person, that job said nothing about that. And I was able to see my value and worth without it is when I actually went, maybe I want to be home with my kids. Like it, it was a really huge shift. And this was something I spent months in therapy working on. And when I came to that realization, it was my life literally changed. Like I went from thinking I needed that. I wanted that to, I don't need that or want that. That's not actually what I want out of my life. It was a really big deal. So, I mean, it really goes to show, and again, it's not about, it's not about finding fault or blame because our parents did the best that they could with what they had, Right. but it shows the power of messaging, mm-hmm. right? In, in how messaging develops beliefs mm-hmm. and how beliefs turn into a belief system. Right. Right. That we then kind of share and perpetuate throughout generations. Yes. Until you break it. You come along mm-hmm. in your family and say, Yeah. I can't really whistle, but the ref goes, <laughs> Time out. Yeah. Right. You're the ref. You said, yeah. Time out here for a second. Hold on. There's not enough time in the day to do all this. I mean, there's, there's, the, look, and, and I'm thinking that I have to, earn as much or more than my husband. Like you were like, time out. This may just be a either faulty belief or limiting belief. And you started to address it. You addressed it in probably talking about it with friends and your husband. You also Mm -hmm. went as far as to going to therapy and or brought it up in therapy that you are already doing. I mean, you tackled this at the root Yes. You weren't just going to spray a little weed killer on that thing and hope that it went away. No. So 
how now do you, I mean, how different is, it's not about bank account growing and then we change. Yeah. I always say you become the person, then the money follows. Yes. Or do you feel like when you build the wealth and start generating the profits that you know you will and can, that you're now more prepared to keep it Absolutely. and then multiply it rather than the mindset that you were in before? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel, I feel like, well, we don't always, <clears throat> sorry, let me get my thoughts. Yes. I think that when you go through a shift like that, when you go through that type of life change, even starting this business, it's made me face things that I like things I thought I had dealt with completely that I hadn't fully dealt with that comparison game that you're talking about. I'm a pretty comfortable person in who I am. I don't really feel moved by other people's opinions of me unless there's someone I really love and value, you know, and they're really close to me. I'm not often swayed in that regard, but it is a very real thing to be putting yourself out there. There's a lot of stuff that you realize from your own past and your own beliefs, those limiting beliefs that will come to the surface. It is inevitable. If you haven't dealt with those things, they will come to the service when you're trying to do or start a business like this, especially will. when you're showing your face. They especially. will. Especially. Yeah. And that's why the journey of entrepreneurship will be the greatest personal development journey that you ever take. That in your mm -hmm. marriage and your kids, if you have kids and if you have a marriage, those three yeah. things will challenge you um, because they're, they challenge the nature, your nature. Right. They challenge who you are and what you think. It's your nature. Right. It's in my nature to do this. Right. Well, it's in your nature. It's all it's in all of our natures to, to you know, to find mates and then to reproduce and then to provide and protect. Mm -hmm. Right. Those who we care for, starting with self, self-preservation is the first law of nature. And so it's like. It's like this, this will, as you said, bring up all your your the the things that are already in your nature the belief systems that you've built and there will be a choice and it's always a simple choice whenever one of those comes up the choice is this blame it on somebody else or take responsibility it's always that it's yeah. never anything different yeah in in a, in a marriage it's well it's my partner if he would just change he would just change okay right kids <laughs> it's these little hellions yeah. I can't, they're out of control. Right. Mm -hmm. And the business or providing or right. We're, the boss sucks or the government, this, or the president that, or it, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are the excuses that we make? I mean, just doing this, right. When those things come up in this business, the same way that when they come up or you know, you, when I say this business, I mean, you're starting an affiliate marketing business or you're selling courses, coaching or events mm -hmm. the same way that in a marriage, if my wife and I are having a reoccurring pattern or whatever, I mean, it's either going to be, I just continue to blame her. I say, what's my part? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? What can I change? Right. What do I have control over? What do I have control over? Let mm -hmm. me start there. Because mm -hmm. one of us has got to start the change. Absolutely. First, one of us has got to be the one, the first one to say, I'm sorry or whatever, right? Same yeah. thing with kids and even worse because they're children. They don't know. They're two. Yeah. They're not hellions. They're who we made them. Mm -hmm. And now they now so a, a mom or a dad could say, well, that's how God made them. It is. <laughs> uh -huh. 
nature versus nurture, but that's also how you made them. God right. gave them to you mm-hmm. to take care of. Right. Now we get into this business and we're like, oh, well, you know, the damn software. Or I can't believe this costs $97 a month or whatever. Or, Can I find one for free? Or it's always the same. In If you hang around in this community enough, you'll see. Mm-hmm. The simple little things that will take somebody out at first that they'll blame somebody else and say, yeah, it's not worth it, right? Like yeah. software or simple shit. But those are all opportunities for you, me, when I say you, I mean me, me to look and say, ooh, I'm getting frustrated right here. Or, ooh, I'm I'm having a hard time being resourceful. Because like all these software come with customer support departments and there's mm-hmm. thousands of people in our community. I mean, it's all you really got to do is be resourceful and you can get help with anything, right? Mm-hmm. But that's maybe not in somebody's nature. So they just, they're afraid to ask. That goes back to childhood when they mm-hmm. raised their hand and got shamed in class. So they've never, right? And then it's yeah. just building, building, building and all this shit that a business says, here's your shit to work on right here. You can work on it, but we either go, mm-hmm. no, thank you, not my shit to work on, or we say, all right, let's go. Yeah. It's time. It's time. <clears throat> right? Yeah. And so it's a part of like both maturing, growing up, but also, as you said, get seeing exactly what you have to work on mm-hmm. and having the perfect opportunity to work on it right here in a, in a, in a, in a format, in a process that not only can help you to develop into the best version of yourself, but also to make some damn money in the process. What comes up for you as I talk about this kind of almost transformation opportunity? I do feel like it's not any sort of transformation is going to be uncomfortable. And I think that that's what we need to be aware of in the process is it is okay and good to feel uncomfortable. And that was something that took me a long time to understand. Mm. If you don't like feeling uncomfortable and you walk away from things that are uncomfortable, you're not going to keep moving forward. You just won't. Because the reality is I I had to rebuild my entire automation system. And that felt like, I mean, it was halfway, maybe a month ago that I did this. And it was like, what? Like everything just dropped on me. And I'm like, I feel like I'm starting over. I mean, I wasn't starting over, but the weight of that and feeling like my systems are down for days because I don't have the time to just sit here for hours on end and rebuild everything. But it doesn't change that like if I didn't do it, then I'd be stopping, then it would be over. So I think that you kind of just have to accept that it's uncomfortable. Like no matter what you do, change is hard and it is okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to struggle through it. And I read this book, Marie Forleo, I think her name is, and she has this book, Everything is Figure Outable. And yeah. I, I love the, she gives a lot of her own um, childhood and what her She's mother a great was like. internet marketer. Yeah, she is. And I read this book years ago before I even thought of doing anything like this as a friend recommended it. But I just love like that phrase in and of itself has stuck in my head. This everything is figure out. And like, if you keep going, you will figure it out. There is a way to figure this out. That's so right. I, I feel like if anything, and it's not just, Yes, consistency is important. Those things are important. But I feel like if you just keep telling yourself everything is figure outable, you will be able to get there. You absolutely can. <laughs> and why do we come in? Can anybody, can anybody answer this for me? 
just just a single soul. Why do we start that like a business, for example? Because I see this across, you know. I mean, I'm in the business online business space. I'm a businessman. I'm a business man. Ah! Hit him with the Jay-Z right there. <laughs> Don't get me started now. Uh, might even drop a verse. Might even drop a bar out here. Uh, no, I won't do that. Um, embarrass myself. I, I, I've been in this space for a long time. And, um, and we, we say, get comfortable being uncomfortable. What does that mean? It means the same damn thing that it means for every other thing in life. Yeah. Name one single thing that was easy as hell the first time you did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, name a that you just walked in and it was just like, I got this. I can do it in my sleep. Right. No, nothing. Right. <laughs> from, from the moment that you popped out of the womb. Mm-hmm you were trying to do it all and you could do nothing. And then you mm -hmm. tried to walk and you were an, an idiot, a, ba a bumbling, fumbling, falling idiot, just like yeah. the rest of us. Yeah. And that's how it was. Every single time we tried to do something new, we sucked at it. We, 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 we had no experience with it. We, we didn't understand the game. We didn't understand the, the minds that you had to have. We didn't understand the rules. And the other you just talked about setting up your your mechanics or your tech your systems or whatever a moment ago and i thought it's the same exact way that you feel like when you bring a piece of furniture home from ikea mm -hmm. and you like you put it out on the floor and it's like jeez <laughs> i don't have time for this shit you know yeah or yeah. a or a lego set or whatever yeah. you know i mean it's yeah. like oh my god or like a puzzle for christmas sake why do we pour Oh my God, I'm so like, that's the challenge is the thing. The challenge is the fun. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the same thing with a Lego set. We buy a kid, a Lego set. We don't give it to them already put together. We say, right. here, you little shit, you know, go spend 15 hours trying to figure this, this thing out. Mm -hmm. And they go, yay, you know, yeah. and they start building stuff and putting stuff together and whether you're following the instructions or not. But for some reason, when we start this person after person are surprised that there's things that are hard. We act surprised when, why do you think we do that? And what do you tell people when you can tell that they have unrealistic expectations and are getting frustrated too soon? I, my husband says something to me. So he and I are polar opposites in every way you can imagine. But one of the things he is way better at than me is enjoying the journey. He loves road trips. He like, and I'm always like, let's just get there as fast as possible. And he has actually really taught me that if you don't start to, if you don't figure out and learn how to enjoy the journey, you're going to miss life. You literally just miss it because you're always, you're either giving up or you're jumping, trying to jump way ahead of yourself instead of just taking those little steps because there's so much growth that can happen in the journey. There's so much opportunity. There's so much community community that can be formed, like especially in what I'm doing. Like if I had tried to jump, I mean, there have been, don't get me wrong, there have been days or even I remember I had a week that was rough. I was emotionally, I was not in a great place. I'm like, this 
freaking sucks. Like this girl started four weeks before me and she's doing what? <laughs> like here I am busting my butt. It's that comparison game. But even that week, as crappy as it felt, was it was a catalyst for getting to me where I am now, yeah. which is like knowing that, okay, that kind of stuff happens. Those feelings and thoughts, if you entertain those things, you're going to get stuck again. So yeah. I feel like if you learn to, it's not that you have to love the journey per se, but understand even that maybe you can't love the journey, but maybe you can see the value in it. And that right. way with each day, with each step that you make, you see that there's, there's a reason for everything. There's a reason yeah. for all of those things that are happening. Yeah. And, and there really, there really is. I'm pulling up this stock chart right here because I want to show everybody something. This is something from more of a, like a truly a scientific or just, it, it's a great analogy. If anything, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a lot more of a, um, a real life, like, you know, tangible example here. This is the S&P 500 over the past 100 years. Mm -hmm. This is the the S&P 500 holds the 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 largest um, top 500 companies um, in in the uh, who are publicly traded on this particular stock exchange. Mm -hmm. um, there's also the Nasdaq. That's a that's another um, that's another stock exchange that tracks technology companies. There's the the Dow 100, which tracks what the 100 of the top uh, companies in 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 America, but this is the S and P 500. It's probably the most tracked and widely watched index that tells us where our our economy is and where the U.S. marketplace as a as a whole is. Mm -hmm. um, and and I want you to look at this: how this over the past 100 years. On average, on average, if you average out the growth, it's been 10% per year, right? But just look at how many downs there were before it took another spike up. That's the important part that we want to look at right here. And if you look at all of those downs, and I mean, if you spread it out over 30 years, you can, of course, see where the downs were just over the past 30 years. Mm -hmm. But- these are a lot like the journey of entrepreneurship, this exact chart right here. Mm. And, and the reason why I bring this up is because those downs can feel like the end of the world. Yeah. You know, they really can, especially if it's a big drought, you know, if it's like a boom, a crash. And there can be a lot of things that can make you feel like you're crashing, right? Like maybe you, you, you've built up a TikTok account or Instagram and maybe it gets um, maybe it gets banned for some reason or, 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 you know, shadow banned as we all like to call it. Um, you know, maybe something else happens. Uh, but, but it's a, it's a big major crash. It's difficult to be able to see and trust that it's going to pick back up. And a lot of times we can pile on the, the catastrophic thinking during those downturns, during those crashes, but we have to understand where we're going in the value of the long-term game. Yes. And also the value of even if something does go away or you lose something, the thing that you don't lose is you don't lose what you know. You mm -hmm. don't lose what you learned. Nobody can ever take that away from you, mm -hmm. right? And, and nowadays, 
it's once you understand the strategy, like for example, a lot of the strategy, it the strategy at first is about, you know, getting your mechanics set up, getting your funnel set up, and now you're ready, right? You're ready to post your first video. Then the strategy becomes, how do I get better on video? How do I create more compelling content? I mean, how, right? So you develop that skill. So say, for example, you, do, you, you, you know, one of your accounts gets shut down, which, which happens from time to time. Yeah. You know, these, these, these platforms are finicky, right? You should never just have one account. Um, use social media. Don't let social media use you. Don't tiptoe around it. But even if you lost an account, say, for example, for me, what if I lost everything? I still know how to build everything back and get it right back going, picking up right exactly where I left off. Now, I might not have the same follower count, but I'm going to be driving traffic and building that back up a lot quicker than I did the first time. Why? Right. Because nobody can take away the skill set. Now, the other thing that I've built along that process is, of course, a large email list, which is where a lot of my sales are going to eventually start coming from. And I probably have multiple streams of traffic. But when you look at a chart like this, does this feel a lot like your journey already? Right. Yeah. And you understand that the, uh, understand a little bit more, at least now that this is what the journey is going to look like. Right. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. And it's it's less scary because you've already been there. I, I watched mm -hmm. this guy on YouTube um, who is a, a sailor and um, and he said, hey, once you have the information, meaning that you've done it before, it's less scary to go out sailing in big, bad weather mm -hmm. because you know what to do, right? It's not as scary as that first time. So as we wrap this up, we know you have children to, 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 to take care of and homeschool and, and, and a business to build. Well, what advice would you give yourself or anybody else back when you were new and just getting started? What would you tell yourself that you may have needed to hear that now you can share, but maybe it will be helpful for somebody who's in, in that position. What advice would you have given yourself or what did you need to hear that you didn't hear you wish you would have? I feel like I did hear this, but I don't know if I grabbed it. So I honestly think that there are going to be times in which you're going to feel like giving up, like genuinely, like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I, if I have the emotional ability or the mental ability to keep going. And there are going to be days, if not weeks, where you feel that way. If some, for some, it's even months, you know, a feeling really down. But I honestly feel like if you keep going, if you keep trying, it does start to move up. And I can say this from experience. I pushed through the days and the weeks that I've had these feelings, these hard times, and I've actually gotten to a place that I feel like I, I can see the upward thing happening now. I can see that happening. But it took months of it doing this crazy thing, this up and down thing, for it to actually get there. <laughs> You're going to get mommy back right now, buddy. <laughs> okay, go out to daddy. Okay, love you. Yeah, just give me a minute, love you. <laughs> so sweet. So sweet. You can, we can wrap up right now. <laughs> he just woke up. Nothing, 
nothing official, nothing we need to do to perform for anybody. Let's, let's, let's just wrap up. Ashley, thank you so much for your time. You go be with your children. Now you've, you deserve that. That's what you're working for after all. (laughs) Yeah. Thank thank you you for your time today and come back and see me again for a follow-up and let us know how you're doing on your journey. Okay. Thanks for having me. All right, Ashley. See you later. Bye. All right. You can go follow Ashley and find her on TikTok and Instagram at by her hand co co by her hand co co at the end at by her hand co my friends um what a beautiful what a beautiful way to end the show this morning with uh the voice of a child waking up from a nap right the beautiful beautiful sound of a kid wanting their mother after they wake up and um I love that she's there this morning to, to greet him. And um, if that is your goal and dream and desire to be uh, home more, then know that there's plenty of examples here um, in this community of how you can achieve that and people who are achieving that. And so let's get after it this week, my friends. It is a start of a new month, June 5th, start of the second half of 2023. Let's make this the best six months uh, of any of your years. And if you're looking for extra support, remember we're doing, um, daily coaching calls for all blueprint students. We do this show of course, for free for anybody who wants to listen into it. Even if you haven't taken our education or you're on the fence, it's okay. We're here to deliver value and spread the message of digital marketing, of selling information products and of online entrepreneurship and what it can do for your life. So come and get it. Soak up all you can. And if you want to take our challenge, do so. It's only $7, 15 days of real value where light bulbs will be going off. And you can decide if you want to take it more seriously. You can decide if you want more accountability. You can decide if you want more coaching as you go through the process. And you can enroll in our blueprints if you choose. And you'll see what comes with that as you go through the challenge and develop your business plan, my friends. And we do daily coaching for all of those students as well as ongoing workshops like decade in a day. And oh, by the way, coming up this week at the end of the week, we have a mastermind in Orlando, Florida. So we're going to see a whole lot of you there. And then we're going to be streaming Wake Up Legendary from the mansion in Orlando on Friday. So make sure you don't miss that episode. It's going to be an exciting week. I'll be there, of course. Lots of people that uh, you'll recognize, I'm sure as well, will be there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So I look forward to seeing all of you there. Have a fantastic day. Be legendary, my friends. Get out of here. Have a great Monday. And we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.